-hmm. but I was so embarrassed to share with people that I failed. And it was the, one of the biggest learning lessons for me was to be willing to, to admit it. And so as I started to go, it's funny because now this is a story I tell people and they're like, wait, how the hell did you get sued by Foot Locker? And something that I used to be so embarrassed of, mm -hmm. like I take pride in sharing like, look, I, I failed to, to know my industry. I failed to understand all the aspects of my business. You know, like I failed to do the research into what I can and cannot do. Like I dropped the ball. And so now like when I'm launching this new food concept, I'm like, okay, well, we got to check on trademark, you know, like, you know, the, all, everything up to do with trademark, everything to do with patents, everything to do with you know, every aspect of that. I'm now doing that. I have my law firm. more cautious. Yeah, I checked the boxes, but sometimes you don't know until you've, you've gone through it. And it was a shitty situation, but like, honestly, man, I would never take back that experience for, I mean, anything in the world. Like that yeah. is why I'm here. And I think often when we're younger, we think, <clears throat> that only our successes lead to more success, but it's the failures that lead to more success. And so now am I, I mean, I'm only 32, I'm not that old, but like now at this point, like I, I want to fail. I mean, like in a, in a certain ex, you know, extent, I want to fail, but like I want to put myself in a situation that I, I'm going to risk it. Like I'm, I want to, I want to challenge myself. And if I fail, I'm going to be so much better when I fail. It's all good, you know? And this whole Corona thing, man, like we're closing. The reason we're opening an acai bowl place is because we're actually closing one of my GoFresh locations. That was like hard for me to be like, oh no, we're not going to have as many employees. And you know, for me to not be like, oh, I have 45 employees. That was an ego thing for me too. Even being mm -hmm. like going back to what you said about like looking like you're successful. Like yeah. I would tell people, dude, you only have 12 employees. Get out of here. I have 45. Let me tell you, having 45 employees isn't that much fun. I'd much rather have 12. Yeah. It's a whole lot easier to manage. You know, but like I thought having these big numbers, having all these stores, having all this was really where success came, but it was the failures that came along with it that have generated the success, not success doesn't lead to more success necessarily. It's the failures that attempted success that leads to more success. And yeah, and so being willing to, to admit that you're wrong or being willing like me to go and say, hey, I'm closing the store down. It's just not doing the numbers. Like I have to look at the numbers and be honest. Like otherwise I'm just lying to myself. And the only yeah. thing that's going to happen is by me trying to keep this store afloat is me going to lose more money and I'm just going to keep spinning my wheels and like, then I'm going to get frustrated. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get, get all flustered and not operate right because I'm going to start to think from an emotional state. Fuck that, man. The numbers are the numbers. Get out of there, close that down, move on to the next project. And, uh, and that's something that's come a lot, you know, more in my, my later twenties and early thirties was like, move quick. You know, I don't have time to, to spin my wheels on this, either innovate or close the business and move to something else. Like it's the name of the game, man. You got to move yeah. quick. A very, um, I kind of had a similar experience when I was 17. I, um, I started a shorts company. So um, Chubby's was kind of a big thing back then. It's still kind of, you know, relevant, but um, basically my business model was to undercut the prices. So provide like a cheaper, uh, provide cheaper, shorts for the same quality um sorry one second man i'm kind of I'm, I'm like trying this intermittent fasting thing and it's like, oh man <laughs> I'm, I'm, little break I'm barely, barely able to speak yeah um, <laughs> anyway sorry i was gonna say yeah i was 17 i started a shorts company and uh something similar happened i didn't get sued luckily by chubbies but you know, I received a few emails saying, um, you know, that further action would be taken if 
if um, you know changes to design weren't made uh, at a certain time frame. But it's interesting now when you look back, it's an interesting story to tell and it's something to reference. You get a lot of lessons from that. But when you're in it, it feels like the end of the world. And that comes with experience, like you said, but you know, it's all the younger people, younger entrepreneurs, that's the best way to learn. And that's the best way you're actually going to progress towards success. And you're going to actually really understand what it takes because there's an illusion that, you know, like you previously mentioned that in six months, we see people doing a million dollars in sales and they're driving McLarens and they've, they've got it all right. And we don't really understand how much work it actually took. They don't talk about their losses. They don't talk about their failures. And that's something I want to put an emphasis on, you know, discussing the failures, discussing the lessons that came from those failures so that we can empower people and make them feel like it's okay. It's okay to talk about these things. Yeah. I, I think, I think our twenties are the roughest period for that, for an entrepreneur, because you, you, it's such a why like you're in your thirties, you start to like believe like, okay, people have struggles. Like you can lose it all. You can get it back in your twenties. You lose it. You feel like you, you will never get it back, you know? And it can right. be a very scary period. And then you see, um, you see people like, like Casey Adams. It's like, what is he 19 or 20 and his absolute question and doing all this crazy stuff working with, you know, mm-hmm. he's got Larry King on his pod. He's got all these different things. And then you're like, well, I'm not Casey. So I must be a failure. You know, Casey hasn't had, and you don't know, Casey's may not be emphasizing all his failures. And, you know, and he just, I mean, Instagram, it's easy to see momentary perfection. You don't see all the, the hustle that went behind all the, you know, how many phone calls did he, did he make before he got Larry King on his podcast? You know, those types of things. Mm-hmm. We don't always see all that. And that's the part that, uh, you know, I think Gary Vee emphasizes a lot of is like, you know, showing the process because we always want to show the, the perfection instead of showing the process and the process is really where most of the value comes. And I think that would actually empower more people to see that, Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta fail. I've got to go through stuff. And even, you know, this podcast here is, is, is emphasizing the struggles and, and, you know, more often than not, it's like 90% of the time it's freaking clouds and rain and thunder. And it's like it's, 10% it's really is like sunshine, if, if even that, you know, and, um, and it's, and it's important to know that because, Every failure now is like I've signed many bad leases for, for businesses and got myself into rough financial situations. And now, like, I mean, I'm, I'm dealing with, hopefully my landlord just doesn't listen to this, but I'm dealing with one landlord and like the guy is just trying to play me, man. He's like playing games. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, and he's like, well, I've got somebody else to take the facility. I'm like, cool. Awesome. Like, let's, I, cause I'm confident that one, if it does, if it passes, cool, whatever, I'll find another facility that's better. Two, I'm willing to take his bluff because most likely right now there's nobody else renting his building. But that comes with a level of confidence that I'm like not emotional where I'm like, oh, I got to take this. No, I know what I need from the building. I, and he, if he's not willing to provide that, then I'm not willing to move forward. And, but it comes with a level of confidence to know that like somebody's not going to screw me out of it. But like the first lease I signed, man, they bent me over and just screwed me because they're like, well, you're young. You don't have business experience. I'm like, if I had thought about it, I'm like, well, shoot, I just exited a business for a multiple six figure exit. And like, you're going to tell me I, I failed. Like, and I only owned a small percentage of the company. Like you're going to tell me I don't have business experience, but it, I really didn't have a lot of experience. Right. But I, I was just like, Oh, I need this building. Okay. cool. I signed. And, and now looking back, I'm like, dude, you had no confidence in yourself, but that comes with signing a bad lease and gaining confidence. You have to sometimes sign that bad lease to then know how to never sign another bad lease. You know, I, I, I say a lot of times, like you and I could read a book on how to, how to box. The first time we get in the ring, 
and somebody fakes a left and jabs you in the face with a right and you're oh, like, whoa, uh, what yeah. happened? Like until you get punched, you'll never know how to avoid a punch. You got to get punched first to learn how to avoid a punch. And I think so Mike Tyson said this, right? There's a the quote that he, he had, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent true, man. That's yeah. literally, that's, that's literally it.